A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello, I'm Uncle Daniel, and we're so happy you can join us in our opening Sabbath worship time. And welcome to you, Antilia, and to all of you, boys and girls. It's so great to have you all here to help us open the Sabbath together. Hello, Uncle Daniel. I think Caleb has someone he wants to say hello to, too. Who was that? My grandma. Hello. hello. Where does your grandma live? She lives in South Korea. We're glad to know that mums and dads and grandmas and granddads watch A Day with the King. When Dr. John travels around the world, people of all ages tell him that they have learned so much from his stories. Before we commence our worship time, Bethany, would you please say a prayer for us? Yeah. Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Please teach us about your love this Sabbath. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bethany. Auntie Leah, what clue to understanding prophecy do you have for us today? Well, we've been learning that there are different kinds of prophecy. What was the prophecy given to Nebuchadnezzar's dream? Symbolic. Yes, Daniel had to interpret the meaning to, of the dream. And who did he get that from? God. God. Yes, there are lots of symbols used in the prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation. Sometimes we have to dig deep in the Bible to discover the meaning of these symbols. Alicia, would you like to open our jewel box so we can understand what clue is to understanding prophecy? Wow, that's pretty. What does that say? Numbers 1434. All right, Bailey, would you like to read that for us? According to the number of the days in which you spied out the land, 40 days for each day you shall bear your guilt. One year name 40 years and you shall know my rejection. Do you remember the story of the Israelite spies who spied out the land of Canaan? They saw how good it was, but they brought back a discouraging report. Because of their lack of faith, God sent them the message that we have just read. God said that for each day they were spying in the land, they would have to wander in the wilderness one more year. The spies searched out the land for 40 days. So how many years does the text say they had to wander for? 40. Yes, and that's exactly what happened. So one day in prophecy equals one year in real time. Later in our Bible study, we will need to use this prophetic day for a year rule in order to understand today's story. Let's have some practice. What does one day in prophecy represent in real time? One, one year. So how many would two prophetic days be? Two years. And how long would three prophetic days be? Three years. And how long would seven prophetic days be? Seven years. Good. There's another word used in the Bible to describe a year. Alicia, would you like to get that out of our box and tell us what it says? Time. We know by comparing Daniel 7.25 with Revelation 12 verse 6 that time means one year. And times refers to two years. 
three times refers to three years. Do you want to guess how many seven times means? Seven, seven years. Excellent. So remember, a day in prophecy represents a year. Prophecy may seem mysterious to those who don't study the Bible, but God has revealed the secrets of prophecy, including the meaning of prophetic time. Thanks, Auntie Leah. Now it's time for Braden, but we don't have to wait a whole year to see him. <laughs> he is here right now. Good to have you with us again, Braden. Well, Uncle Daniel, it's good to be back with you all. Um, let's start with a Sabbath song called Remember the Sabbath. God is my best friend. Absolutely we can. I really, really love this song. Let's sing it together. by my spirit? We certainly can. And this song is based on a verse we're about to look at in our Bible study. Let's sing it together. Not by might, not, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord to me. Not by might, no, not by power, but by my spirit you have victory. Braden, I like singing Bible songs. I think Dr. John has a story for us now. Hello boys and girls, I'm Dr. John and welcome back and welcome to all the boys and girls around the world who are watching. A little girl called Yang Yan. She had to be Chinese. She lived in China and as she grew she learned to swim and she loved animals and she wanted to have a job where she could swim and swim with animals. And she heard that there was a job at the animal park. And she went and applied and I said, well, you're pretty small and you've got to swim in cold water and you are swimming with whales. Hmm. 
but we have to give you a test. And the test is, you've got to get into a tank of cold water and you've got to go right to the bottom, about five or six meters, and you must stay there and hold your breath and the whale will be there. We don't think it's going to hurt you. Are you prepared to do that? Yes. Well, the problem was she lived in the town of Harbin in northern China and it is one of the coldest places in the whole world. And this is the weather as we look at it in Harbin. It is what, you tell me? Minus 31 degrees. Minus 31 degrees. And she had to swim in a tank. She dumped in, took a deep breath, and she went down and down and down and down and down until her feet touched the bottom and swimming around her was a whale. And its name was Mila. She was watching Mila and Mila was watching her. And then she said, I've got to go to the top, I've got to breathe. And as she tried to push up, the cold was so great, she got cramps in her legs and she couldn't swim. And she thought, I'm going to drown. And I'm going to drown with a whale. And just as she was going unconscious, she felt the whale's jaw come around her legs. And she thought, I'm going to die of drowning. I'm going to die of cold. And I'm going to die inside a whale. Now, whales have very big teeth. You wouldn't want that to bite you. That is a whale's tooth. And they are very, very strong, you know. And as it took her, it held her gently and it pushed her all the way to the top. Well, that's what it sort of looked like. And the whale, it was called a beluga whale. And that is a picture of Mila. You know something about this whale? It is the only creature in the world that God has made with muscles to smile. I know dogs can look as though they're smiling, but they haven't got the muscles. But the beluga whale is actually quite gentle. And you know, it pushed her all the way to the top, holding her in his mouth. And she was almost unconscious and she came to the surface took a deep breath and they pulled her out and when she recovered they said you've got the job because you were brave and you went into the cold water you know in our bible study that you'll be studying later Daniel will be in a den of lions and God closed their mouths God even uses wild animals to protect us I heard of a man once who decided to be Daniel and he climbed into the lion's den and he didn't have these angels with him and the lions had an early lunch. But God used a lion to save Daniel, he shut their mouths and he used a beluga whale called Mila to save Yan Yang. Isn't that a beautiful story? Thank you. 
Welcome to our Bible study. It's often said that truth is stranger than fiction, and that's certainly the case in today's story. But before we begin, Caleb, would you please offer a prayer to ask God to be with us as we study our Bible? Sure. Dear God, please be with us and the children who are watching. As we learn more about you, please send your Holy Spirit to help us understand what we read. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Caleb. Jeremiah, what did we study last week? That God saved the three Hebrews from the fiery furnace. Yes, He sure did. They were promoted in the kingdom for their faithfulness, weren't they? Today, our story begins in the book of Daniel, chapter 4. King Nebuchadnezzar wrote this chapter. He's telling his own story. His kingdom flourished until the golden city of Babylon became one of the wonders of the world. But over time, he slipped back to his proud, arrogant ways. He forgot God and once again believed that all his fabulous wealth and prosperity was by his own clever doing. So God, in his mercy, sent Nebuchadnezzar another message. Well, it was more like a wake-up call. Bethany, can you read that in verse 4, 5 of chapter 4? I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts in my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. King Nebuchadnezzar called in the magicians, soothsayers, astrologers, and Chaldeans and told them the dream. But unsurprisingly, they were no more use than the last time he had a dream. Finally, he called in Daniel. The king was confident that Daniel could explain the dream to him because he knew that God's Holy Spirit was in him. Caleb, can you please read verse 10 and 11? To, and let's find out about the king's dream. These were the visions of my head while on my bed. I was looking and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong. Its height reached to the, to the heavens, and it could be seen to the ends of, the, of all the earth. Mm. And verse 12 and 13, please, Bryce. Its leaves were lovely, its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade under it. The birds of the heavens dwelt in its branches, and all flesh was fed from it. it I saw in the vision of my head while on my bed, and there was a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven. And verse 14, please, Jaira. He cried aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts get out from under it, and the birds from its branches. And verse 15, please, Jeremiah. Nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze. In the tender grass of the field, let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let him graze with the beast on the grass of the earth. And verse 16, Sai. Let his heart be changed from that of a man, let him be given the heart of a beast, and let seven times pass over him. And verse 17, please, Antilia. This decision is by the decree of the watchers, and the sentence by the word of the holy ones, in order that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whoever he will, and sets over it the lowest of men. The image 
of the king's dream that we studied in Daniel chapter 2 told the king that it is God who declares or allows someone to rule. But Nebuchadnezzar clearly needed reminding. Daniel was horrified at the meaning of the dream. It was a prophecy, a prediction about the future. Daniel began his interpretation by informing the king that the dream was from the Most High God. Daniel faithfully explained that the huge, strong tree represented Nebuchadnezzar and his vast dominions, and that the holy watcher was God. Verse 23 says, Let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. So the tree represented a person, the king himself, Bethany. Please read verse 25 where Daniel tells the king what will happen to him. They shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over you, till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he chooses. It doesn't sound like all the luxury of a palace with fancy palace food. Seems like a tough way to learn a lesson, but sometimes that's the only way a loving God can get through to stubborn, proud hearts. Now, seven times in prophetic language means how long? Seven years. Seven years. Yes, there is some comfort in this otherwise terrible judgment on the king. Caleb, would you please read verse 26? Sure. And inasmuch as they gave the command to lead the stump and roots of the tree, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come after you come to know that, that heaven rules. Daniel begged the king to turn from his wicked ways in the hope that God would hold back his judgment. Bryce, please read verse 27. Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteousness and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. Jaira, would you please read what our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings in Prophets and Kings, page 519, shines on this. For a time in the impression, for a time the impression of the warning and the counsel of the prophet was strong upon Nebuchadnezzar, but the heart that is not transformed by the grace of God soon loses the imp- soon loses the impressions of the Holy Spirit. Self-indulgence and ambition had not yet been eradicated from the king's heart, and later on these traits reappeared. Hardening his heart, he used his God-given talents for self-glorification, exalting himself above the power who... Above the God? Above the God who had given him life and power. Yes. God gave King Nebuchadnezzar a full year to change his ways. How patient is God? Then one day, the king was walking about the royal palace, admiring the amazing gold and colored buildings and archways and the magnificent hanging gardens, which were one of the wonders of the ancient world. Babylon was a spectacular city. For the boys and girls who watch us in Europe, Perhaps one day you could get your mum and dad to take you to the Pergamum Museum in Berlin, Germany. There you can see one of the beautiful blue gates from the city of Babylon. Let's see, 
what King Nebuchadnezzar says. Jeremiah, can you please read verse 30? Is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honour of my majesty? What happened next? Sai, can you please read verse 31? While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. That prophecy was fulfilled that very hour. Let's read about it. Thanks, Antilia. Verse 32 says, And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like the oxen, and seven times shall pass over you, until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and gives it to whomever he chooses. And verse 33 says, He was driven from men, and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. The king became a weird-looking, tragic sight. He was humbled before the whole world. After seven years of eating grass and crawling around on all fours, he had learned the lesson taught in our memory verse. Let's all turn to the second part of 1 Peter 5, verse 5. Are we ready? All right, let's read. And be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. King Nebuchadnezzar's reason returned after seven years. He blessed and praised God. God restored the kingdom to Nebuchadnezzar, and he became greater than ever before. But this time, he gave God the credit for all his prosperity. He also acknowledged that God was the superior ruler, the king of an everlasting kingdom whose ways are true and just. Finally converted in his heart, King Nebuchadnezzar lived the rest of his life, giving unreserved glory and honor to God. I hope you've been downloading our devotionals each week so you can review our story and try the activities that go along with it. If you haven't done so yet, here's how. <sighs> what do you want? You bored? Yes. Look what I got. Whoa! Look at that! Every day of the week. Where'd you get this? A day of the king.com. Thanks, Matthew and Kaylee. Uncle Daniel, what are we going to learn about next week? Well, next week we are going to look in on a very grand, luxurious royal party that went horribly wrong. So don't forget to join us and make sure you have your Bibles with you. Let's go by memory verse. You can say along with us. And, and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. First Peter 5, 5. It pays to be humble. You know what Proverbs says? Pride goes before a fall. Alicia, what did you learn about the king today? If I do things God's way, I can avoid a lot of trouble. You know, that is so true. God wants to help us have a happy life. And we are the happiest when we're serving others and not just thinking about ourselves and how good we are at something. Uncle Daniel, is it time for a blessing song? Yes, it is. And we'd love to have you sing along with us. 
because he's blessed me with amazing family and friends. I know Jesus loves me because he keeps me safe from day to day. I know Jesus loves me because he gave me animals. listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.